This is an excerpt from my story, Down with the Sickness. A figure dressed in black walked down the dimly lit alley, staying in the darkest shadows. Several feet behind, a man crept along and pulled a gun from his pocket. He lunged for the person in black, but found himself holding only a jacket, not his would-be victim. Cursing, he looked around, and something flashed in front of him. He tried to speak, but gurgled instead, blood spurting from the fresh gash on his throat. Visit MythMart at www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 114 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa, and I'm blinded by the sun at the moment. <laughs> I close the blinds before I started, but that's okay. Um, today's going to be a little different. Um, I was actually, this is inspired by uh, some videos that I had seen on TikTok. And... They gave me the idea. I was kind of trying to get into the headspace of where I was going to go with my podcast today. I just came off of doing the 100th episode of um, The World of Myth Bits with Tim. And it kind of got me thinking what inspired that podcast. Because we were talking a lot about the things that inspired that podcast and what started that podcast. And, and how it's kind of evolved from where I started it to what it is today. And um, then I I had done, um, we actually touched on the new podcast that I'm doing for the World of Myth magazine called What the Hell Did I Just Watch? And how I was got the inspiration for that podcast. Do you kind of see where I'm going with this one? <laughs> do, do you sense a theme yet? Um, inspiration. That is my theme for my, my, that's what I want to talk about. Inspiration. Now, the Webster's Dictionary definition of inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel, hold on, gotta stop, pause, wait, housekeeping, housekeeping. Let's get bang. First of all, through the eyes of madness, I know you've all been anxiously awaiting for that, um, has been delayed because I screwed up. Carrying on. <laughs> I did. All right, where's my where's my phone? Let's see what we gave Tim. Anyway, if you want the housekeeping, um, go listen to the World of Myth Bits because he has it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I gave him housekeeping. 
Dave gives him housekeeping, and do you think I can remember any of it by the time I get over to my podcast? No. Um, I'm not inspired to remember housekeeping. <laughs> oh, but I do remember, I do, there is one thing. Um, I, our, uh, wow, this might have to be an outtake and go into the bloopers file. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I didn't ask you for your opinion. This is what makes it funny and why people listen, because I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Anyway, as I was saying, um, Mythmart will be starting their uh, Countdown to Christmas sale. Uh, it'll be starting next week, and there'll be some really cool deals, some specials, some two-for-ones, um, 50% offs. So keep an eye on that. Pick up some stuff, stocking stuffers, gifts, books, sweater, uh, sweaters. We don't have ugly sweaters. I'm sorry. Um, get book. Wow, books. <laughs> ah, I've got this incredible idea in my head for this podcast and where I want it to go, and I'm having a very hard time focusing on the mundane part of my podcast. So, bear with me. We'll get through it. Um, yeah, there'll be a bunch of stuff going on over at MythMart, and um, the sooner that you order your stuff, the sooner it can get to you. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it for housekeeping. Okay, back to inspiration. So, it's the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. So, as writers, you know, we feel inspired to write certain stories, certain scenes, certain books, certain types of poetry. Um, and we can be inspired anywhere. It can be a look from a friend. It can be the weather outside. It can be the way a leaf is fluttering gently on the branch of a very old tree. Or a trash bag. Or a trash bag. Yes, don't forget the trash bag. Or a trash bag. Inspiration for artists can come from anywhere. Inspiration is also the drawing in of breath. For example, crackling sounds are heard in the stethoscope on inspiration. And what's really funny is when somebody is inspired, the first thing you do is, <gasps> and it's an inhalation or the drawing in of breath in that moment of inspiration. Kind of cool. So I want to talk about inspiration. Now, the true meaning of inspiration is a feeling of enthusiasm that you get from someone or something that gives you new and creative ideas. And as a Canadian growing up, um, there were a lot of inspirational people in our country doing inspirational things that made us all as 80s kids want to be better, want to be bigger, want to be, I don't know, inspired to do good in the world. Um, Terry Fox, Rick Henson. Now we're taking inspiration from Michael J. Fox. Um, that was her name. Hang on. See if I can 
Okay, there. See, my Google knows when I misspell something, at least my Google knows what I'm trying to say. And I, oh, again, I did not wait. I think this was her. Um, from the, sorry. My bad. Um, we also took inspiration. Now, you see, she was an inspiration for little girls everywhere in 1986. Unfortunately, she died. <laughs> but, you know, um, in the 80s, she was an inspiration. And that's uh, Krista McAuliffe. So, anyway, we had a lot of really inspiring uh, people in Canada. And I tried to find a list of um, inspiring Americans, and their list is huge. Most of their inspire, most of the inspiring Americans are, were presidents. Um, so it was very hard for me to narrow down like a top ten of inspiring Americans, or anybody that could be of equivalent to the inspiring Canadians. Now, you can find influential Americans. Most of those are in business. Um, but in Canada, we had one of the big ones as a kid for me was Terry Fox. And our schools today, to this very day, still do the Terry Fox run every year. And school public school kids high school kids do it too you go you get sponsors people pay you money and you're going to do this this run um now terry fox was a canadian athlete he was a humanitarian he was a cancer research activist in the 80s uh he had was it in the 80s no he was when he did the run um so he did the Marathon of Hope in the 80s, which basically what he did was it was a cross-country run to raise money for cancer research. Now, he did this with one leg. Uh, the other leg was a prosthetic and uh, because he had it amputated because of cancer. So he ran from the East Coast to the West Coast across Canada to raise money and awareness for cancer research. And although the spread of his cancer eventually forced him to end his quest after 143 days, he only did 5,373 kilometers, which is 3,339 miles, and it did ultimately cost him his life. His efforts resulted in a lasting worldwide legacy. The annual Terry Fox Run, first held in 1981, has grown to involve millions of participants in over 60 countries and is now the world's largest one-day fundraiser for cancer research. Over... $850 million have been raised in his name as of September 2022. Now, Fox was a distance runner and a basketball player. I can never pronounce this name. Anyway, in his high school in British Columbia, I think it's Coltleham. Yeah, don't come at me. Um, and it's now named, the school is now named after him. And he went to Simon Fraser University. His right leg was amputated in 1977 after he was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. 
Now, you see, I can say that, not a problem. Although he continued to run using an artificial leg, he also played wheelchair basketball in Vancouver, winning three national championships. In 1980, he began the Marathon of Hope, which is a cross-country run to raise money for cancer research. He hoped to raise $1 from each of Canada's 24 million people. He began with little fanfare from St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador in April, and he ran the equivalent of a full marathon every day. Fox had become a national star by the time he reached Ontario. He made numerous public appearances with businessmen, athletes, and politicians in his efforts to raise money. He was forced to end his run outside Thunder Bay in Ontario when the cancer spread to his lungs. His hopes of overcoming the disease and completing his run ended when he died nine months later. Fox was the youngest person named a companion of the Order of Canada and won the 1980 Lou Marshall Award as the nation's top sportsman. He was named Canada's Newsmaker of the Year in both 1980 and 81 by the Canadian press and considered a national hero. He has had many buildings, statues, roads, and parks named in his honour across the country. He is a national hero. He's one of our greatest treasures. Now, when he started, remember he said he wanted to get $1 from each from all 24 million Canadian people. Remember what I said at the beginning? There's been $850 million raised. So I'm pretty sure he got his 24 million. So that's Terry Fox. That's one of our inspirations. And he, like I said, he, he has inspired the Terry Fox run to continue every day since he started the Marathon of Hope in 1980. It's now 2022. And every September... They do the Terry Fox run in his honor, and they raise money for cancer research. Um, you can see his leg, actually, the prosthetic leg um, is on display somewhere in a museum. Um I'm just reading here. Okay, so what originally caused them to look for the cancer in his leg was in 1976. Um, he was driving home to he was driving to the family home, and he was distracted by nearby bridge construction, and he crashed into the back of a pickup truck. He injured his right knee in the crash, and he felt pain in December, but chose to ignore it. You know, end of basketball season. And then in March of 77, the pain had intensified, and he went to the hospital where he was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, a form of cancer that often starts near the knees. Fox believed his car accident weakened his knee and left it vulnerable to the disease, although his doctors argued there was no connection. He was told that his leg had to be amputated and he would require chemotherapy treatment and that recent medical advances meant that he had a 50% chance of survival. Now, Fox learned that two years before, the figure would have only been 15%, the improvement in survival rates impressed on him the value of cancer research. With the help of an artificial leg, Fox was walking three weeks after the amputation. Doctors were impressed with Fox's positive outlooks, stating it contributed to his rapid recovery. Fox endured 16 months of chemotherapy and found the time he spent in the British Columbia Cancer Control Agency facility difficult as he watched fellow cancer patients suffer and die from the disease. 
In the summer of 1977, Rick Henson, another inspiring Canadian, which I will tell you about in just a moment, working with the Canadian Wheelchair Sports Association, invited Fox to try out for his wheelchair basketball team. Although he was undergoing chemotherapy treatments at the time, Fox's energy impressed Hansen. Less than two months after learning how to play the sport, Fox was named a member of the team for the national championship in Edmonton. He won three national titles with the team and was named an all-star by the North American Wheelchair Basketball Association in 1980. The night before his cancer surgery, Fox had been given an article about Dick Trom, the first amputee to complete the New York City Marathon. Now, you see, he was inspired by an American athlete. The article inspired him. Yeah, I just said that. He embarked on a 14-month training program telling his family he planned to complete compete in a marathon himself. In private, he devised a more extensive plan. His hospital experiences had made Fox angry at how little money was dedicated to cancer research. He intended to run the length of Canada in the hope of increasing cancer awareness, a goal he initially divulged to his only to only to his friend Douglas Alward. So he unfortunately only went from Newfoundland, PEI, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick, and then ended in Ontario. So he only made the East Coast. But his legend lives on today. So many people are inspired to um, go into cancer research, to raise money for cancer research. And when the Terry Fox run comes up, it inspires public school kids and high school kids to raise money and participate in the Terry Fox run. So inspiration, feeling good, doing something good. Rick Henson is another one, another um, Canadian that was very inspiring. And he actually is still alive and living. Where is he living? Uh, he's Canadian and... It's not telling you where he's living. He was paralyzed in a truck accident when he was 15. Uh, a truck, His pickup truck crashed and he was paralyzed from a spinal cord injury from the waist down. Now, I don't know if many of you know this outside of Canada, but you know the song? I mean, and I actually, I kind of, I knew the song was used for Rick Henson's Man in Motion tour. I did not know up until right before I did this podcast that David Foster and John Parr actually wrote that song specifically for that tour. And yes, I am speaking of the theme song from the movie St. Elmo's Fire. That song was written about Rick Hansen and his Man in Motion tour, which he did um, in 1980. Fellow British Columbian and Canadian athlete Terry Fox, who had lost his legs to bone cancer, undertook the Marathon of Hope. So Rick decided to undertake a similar journey to prove the potential of people with disabilities and to inspire a more accessible world. Now, do you see where the connection is? Terry was inspired by an American athlete as he was fighting for cancer and losing his leg and wanting to run a marathon to raise money for cancer awareness. Rick Henson was inspired by Terry Fox to raise awareness for disabilities for those with disabilities and um, 
inspire more a more accessible world. Now he planned his planned path was far more ambitious, obviously. He was paralyzed, he wasn't fighting a deadly disease. Um, he planned to circle the world in his wheelchair. Now, if you Google Man in Motion World Tour, um, if you Google Rick Henson, you will see video clips of him um, in various parts of the world. We actually saw uh, him going up the Great Wall of China in his wheelchair, pushing himself up that incline, up some of the hills. So in 1980, wait, where am I? He embarked on his Man in Motion World Tour in March on March 21st, 1985 from Oak Ridge Mall in Vancouver. I'm noticing a theme. There's a lot of inspirational people in British Columbia. Um, although public attention was low at the beginning of the tour, he soon attracted international media attention as he progressed on a 26-month trek, logging 40,075 kilometers, which is, for the Americans, how many is 40,074 in miles. That is, don't tell me how to do it, just do it. Why do they do that to me? Don't tell me how, just do it. All right, so 40,000, four doesn't always work. Here we go. Convert to miles. That is 24,900.8291577719 miles. So almost 30,000 miles. <laughs> That's a lot. My live studio audience is nodding. I think he's tired already. Um, and he was doing 34 countries on four continents, North America, Europe, Oceania, and Asia, before crossing Canada. He averaged eight hours of wheeling and 85 kilometers a day. His highest summit, <laughs> wow, his highest summit was in the Swiss Alps at 5,577 feet above sea level. Holy moly. He returned to Vancouver, B.C.'s Place Stadium to cheering crowds of thousands on May 22, 1987, after raising $26 million for spinal cord research and quality of life in initiatives. Like Terry Fox, he was hailed as an international hero. He still is. Today, the wheelchair and many other items associated with the Man in Motion World Tour are preserved by the B.C. Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. That's probably where you can see Terry Fox's artificial leg. The song, St. Almost Fire, Man in Motion, was written in his honor by Canadian record producer and composer David Foster and British musician John Parr and performed by Parr for the soundtrack of the film St. Almost Fire. And it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States in September of 1985. And I bet you nobody that was listening to it in the States knew what it was about. <laughs> So Hansen is currently president and CEO of the Rick Hansen Foundation, which has generated more than 200 million for spinal cord injury related programs. 
The foundation was established in 1988, following the completion of Rick Henson's Man in Motion World Tour. So, again, inspiring, right? Makes you want to go out and do something. If this, this man with a spinal cord injury can wheel himself around 34 countries, why can't me, myself, with two perfectly functioning legs, do something big? Why can Terry Fox run, try and run across a country with one leg and I can't walk to the store with two? See what I'm saying? So another great Canadian inspiration. And he was just recently awarded. Um, hang on. To. Google that have that up uh, before uh, okay so yeah it was November 19th he got the Jean Herschel Humanitarian Award and it was a lovely ceremony I've seen several clips I've seen his speech and oh my goodness does his son look like him holy moly <laughs> his kid looks just like him anyway i'm talking about michael j fox now if you've seen back to the future you know who michael j fox is if you watched family ties you know you know who michael j fox is if you follow anything about parkinson's disease you know who michael j fox is he was diagnosed with Parkinson's in, oh, I don't know. I don't have that pulled up. I try and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Most of the time I do. <laughs> All right. He's a retired actor, obviously. Um, he began, and strangely, he began his career in the 70s. Um, but he rose to prominence portraying Alex P. Keaton in Family Ties, and then he was Marty McFly in Back to the Future. He went on to headline several films throughout the 80s and 90s, including Teen Wolf. That was a good movie. It was cute. Secret of My Success. Oh, that one was good, too. Casualties of War, Doc Hollywood, and The Frighteners. Frighteners was probably not one of his best but, you know, it was campy and kitschy. Fox returned to television on the ABC sitcom Spin City as the lead role of Mike Flaherty and up until 2000. In 1998, Fox disclosed his 1991 diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. So he fought his disease in silence for seven years. He subsequently became an advocate for finding a cure and founded the Michael J. Fox and Foundation, Michael J. Fox Foundation in 2000 to help fund research. Worsening symptoms forced Fox to reduce his activities and lead to his return to television in Spin, in Spin City, where he was still a major when he was still a major movie star. He continued to make guest appearances on television, including recurring roles on the FX comedy drama Rescue Me. That was a good show. And CBS legal drama, The Good Wife. Never watched it. 
that garnered him critical acclaim. He voiced the lead roles in the Stuart Little films and the animated film Atlantis, The Lost Empire. His final major role was on the NBC sitcom The Michael J. Fox Show. Fox retired in 2020 due to his declining health. He's won five Primetime Emmy Awards, four Golden Globes, two Screen Actor Guild Awards, and a Grammy. He was also appointed an Officer of the Order of Canada in 2010, along with being inducted into Canada's Walk of Fame in 2000 and the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2002. Y'all are slow on the uptake. (laughs) For the advocacy of his cure for Parkinson's disease, he received an honorary doctorate in 2010 from the Karolinski Institute and an honorary Oscar in 2022. Um... He just won the Humanitarian Award, the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award. And you can see a lot of the videos on um, YouTube. I found them on TikTok because they're everywhere because he just won it in November. Now, this award is given to people, um, an individual in the motion picture, industry whose humanitarian efforts have brought credit to the industry. So, you know, if you make the industry look good, great. The award is named for the Danish actor and translator who is one of Hollywood's most active philanthropists. His service to the industry included 18 years as president of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. He also served as Academy president during a critical time in the organization's history. So, yeah. It's a pretty prestigious award, and um, he got it as an appreciation for his advocacy efforts for the research um, into Parkinson's disease. Now, he has helped generate, he's helped raise $1.5 billion, billion dollars for Parkinson's disease research. So, again... Inspiring. He took, he was inspired by the diagnosis of a very cruel, very horrible disease. And it inspired him to become an advocate for sufferers of that disease, to raise money for more research. Because like he said in his acceptance speech that we just watched right before I did this podcast, that the science was ahead of the money. The money was there then the science would be able to find, if not a cure, but better treatments for the disease. So, inspiring Canadian. Inspiring Canadian. And then I was looking at, um, I was looking to find out who the top most influential and inspiring Canadians were. Funny enough, Michael J. Fox was not on that list. Neither was Rick Hansen. Gordon Gord Downey, of course. Gord Downey is an inspiration for thousands of Canadians due to his strong commitment and dedication to his field of work despite battling terminal brain cancer in the last years of his life. Now, Downey made significant efforts to make Canada a better place for all communities, including the Indigenous people. Besides, Downey became a prominent voice for spreading awareness among the Indigenous communities and promoting its rights. The incredible plight in Native Canada Canadians today is due to Downey's 
result-driven speeches and concerts, making him one of Canada's most inspirational and influential individuals. Downey's legacy will always remain in the hearts of hundreds of thousands of people in Canada. And we actually have, um, it's called a day of reconciliation and a peace and reconciliation. And it's sponsored by the Gordon Downey. Um, and I can't remember his name. Don't come at me. Um, foundation. And they do this every year and they tell the stories of the residential kids and you hear people that have survived residential schools talk. Very inspiring to do something. It, it, it raises that inspiration in you to be better, to do something. David Suzuki. He's an influential Canadian human rights and environmental activist and a scientist. Now, most people know David Suzuki from the show, you know, The Nature of Things. If you're Canadian, you might not know that show if you're not. But um, it was a popular television show in North America. And he also writes columns on global warning, warming, climate change, ecosystems, economic inequality, and sustainability. He also believes in a healthy environment. So he is a very inspirational Canadian to make the world physically a better place to live in. I've already talked to you about Terry Fox, Wayne Gretzky. Now, some of you might go, Wayne Gretzky, really? Yes, Wayne Gretzky, also known as the Great One, is a former ice hockey player loved by hundreds of thousands of Canadians for his unique talent. Canadians consider Wayne the greatest ice hockey player in the world thanks to his incredible career, including 61 NHL, 40 seasons, 15 playoffs, and six all-star records. Now, that's the reason Gretzky is an inspiration for many young individuals who want to become successful ice hockey players. Gretzky has inspired an entire generation of people to play ice hockey, like him, and ace their performance in the field. My brother being one of them. And it inspired my brother to push his boys into at least trying sports. And my oldest nephew tried hockey and he was good at it wasn't his thing. So he went from hockey to baseball. Was good at it. There isn't a sport that my oldest nephew can't do that he doesn't do incredibly well. Baseball wasn't his thing. We have discovered, or he has discovered, that basketball is where his, his thing is. But it started with my brother's love of hockey because of Wayne Gretzky. Viola Desmond. Viola Desmond is a role model for thousands of women in Canada, thanks to her assertiveness, positivity, and leadership style. Desmond made substantial efforts to introduce new and effective ways to train her graduates to operate a successful business and become lucrative players in the market. Besides, Desmond is an inspiration for people of color, particularly women, to play their role in society without falling victim to racism. Desmond encouraged Black women to stay committed and work hard to achieve their goals. Moreover, Desmond's leadership style and humanitarian agenda inspired many people to make their dreams come true. Very inspiring woman. Frederick Banting. Sir Frederick Banting. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. Was a scientist and a physician who discovered insulin. Yes, insulin was founded by a Canadian. A hormone that regulates and controls blood glucose levels. 
Banting's exceptional contribution towards scientific research made him famous throughout the world. The top scientist became the first Canadian to win the Nobel Prize in Medicine and Physiology. Likewise, he was the youngest Canadian to receive the awards at the age of 32, making him an inspiration for today's researchers, scientists, and medical students. Pretty cool, huh? And there are many that cannot survive without insulin. Uh, my friend Laura is one of them. She is insulin dependent. She has to take a needle up to four times a day. She has to test her blood sugars. She has to eat certain things. All because of this man, she is able to live and function. And she's had a child. She has a great life because of insulin. Lester Bowles Pearson. Yes. Lester Bowles Pearson. His famous for his heroic and daring endeavors to make the world a better and safer place for everyone. Pearson's work as a diplomat and politician is an inspiration for many people seeking change in Canada, including young individuals. Not only is Pearson famous for his assertive style to improve can Canadian, Canadians' lives, but he also focused on encouraging people to stay original and promote Canadian culture. Although Pearson died in 1972, thousands of people remember him for his extraordinary contributions towards Canada's prosperity, for which he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Canada has a few of those. Nellie McClung. Nellie Letitia McClung is an inspiration for young women in Canada who want to promote equal rights and the feminist agenda. She created and joined various social support groups, but she also fought for the rights of women. Today, Canadians remember McClung for, her, for heroism and dedication toward the people of Canada, including women. McClung spent her entire life enhancing the lives of young girls and women. Clara Hughes is an inspiration for sports, speed skating, and cycling athletes and fans. She inspires many young Canadians that mental, to, to seek out help and to understand that mental health conditions must not hinder them from achieving success. She was a victim of major depressive disorders, but she was famous for her outstanding achievements as a cyclist and a speed skater. Even though she fought massive um, depression and it was a struggle for her every day, Clara shows young Canadians that mental health conditions don't need to hold you back. They're not an excuse to not succeed that you can push through them and you can succeed despite them. And she was inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame and she also received numerous awards. Here's a name you might recognize. You might. Chris Hadfield. Nope. Doesn't recognize it. Okay. Chris Hadfield is a former Canadian astronaut and an inspiration for young researchers, scientists, and space pilots. Hadfield has earned various civilian and military awards for his outstanding work as an astronaut. Not only is Hadfield famous in Canada, but he is also well-known in the U.S., U.K., and other countries. Hadfield was the first Canadian astronaut who traveled to space. The Royal Canadian Mint commemorated him on silver and gold coins. So, Everyone needs inspiration to develop a deep-rooted motivation and passion for whatever they want to achieve in their lives. People take inspiration from different people in different ways. And the top 10 that I just 
talk to you about about the influ- most inspirational and influential Canadians have, ind- have indeed left marks on people's hearts, encouraging them to make their dreams come true. Like Terry Fox inspired Rick Hansen and so on and so forth. So inspiration can come from anywhere. And I think the point that I'm trying to get at with all of these past inspirational people is where are these people today? Where are these types of people today? Where are our athletes running across the country to raise money and awareness for an inoperable or incurable disease? Where are they? Where are our actors putting their careers aside and using their voice and their platform to raise awareness for causes and diseases and research? Where are they? Because I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not watching the news enough. Maybe I'm not looking at the right social media, but I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the Terry Foxes. I'm not seeing the Krista McCullough's. I'm not seeing the Rick Henson's, the inspirations. All of these inspirations are people that came from the 80s and from the 90s. They were doing things. They were out there trying to make a better world. They were inspiring generations of people to make a better world. And here we are now, that generation is now sitting in their 50s and their 60s. What are we doing? We're watching TikTok. We're trying to take over social media. We're grumbling because that's what Gen Xers do. We grumble. But what are we doing? Are we inspiring the next generation to further cancer research, to further Parkinson's research, to find a better way to deal with juvenile diabetes or adult diabetes? Are we inspiring the next generation to battle the bulge, find ways to make a healthier population? What are we doing? What are we doing? We're not doing anything. We're looking at the Megan Trainers and the Kanye's and the, what's that one that you can't stand? What's her name? The singer. The one that sings WAP. Yeah, her. Yeah, her. Is that our inspiration? Is that their inspiration? Is that what they've got to form new ideas and and be creative and inspired and and proactive is that what we're doing um we have a problem there is a disconnect between inspiration and creativity and what's going on in the world Where are the great storytellers? Where are the great artists? Where are the heroes? Where are the heroes? Terry Fox was a hero. He wouldn't have ever admitted he was a hero. You never would have heard him say, I'm a hero. Because heroes don't say they're heroes. 
It's the people that are inspired by them that view them as heroes. All of our heroes nowadays are in Marvel movies. All of our heroes are actors in a movie. They're not real. Where are the real heroes? And if I'm missing them, if I'm missing the inspirations, show me. Show them to me. Tag me in them. Because I need to see them. I need to know that my children, my grandchildren, my nieces, my nephews, my honorary children are going to grow up in a world that is full of inspiration and creativity and goodness. That there are going to be people fighting for equality and humanitarian rights and disease research. And not complaining because somebody took over Twitter. Where is that the big news? Who cares? I want to hear that there's breakthroughs in cancer research so nobody else has to go through the pain that I did of losing my dad to cancer. I want to hear that there's been a cure for Alzheimer's, which actually there is promising research. Promising research. I got sent to TikTok. There is promising research into dementia and Alzheimer's. A vaccine, actually. Surprise, surprise. A vaccine. Good thing I'm pro-vaccine. Um, oh, dear. I better be careful. That might get us kicked off the five that is spotted. <laughs> there is. There are developing a vaccine that isolates the proteins in the brain that causes dementia. I'm, I'm, and, and it's coming out of Canadian research, by the way. So I'm, I'm just absolutely thrilled about this. But where is the inspiration? Where is the, the, the people that are unlocking the creativity, that are increasing the productivity, and that is boosting the happiness of a new generation? I don't see it. I try to avoid watching live TV because the commercials offend me. I'm sorry, I get offended by today's commercials. Um, and I'm not talking about the the um, gender equality commercials. I don't care. That doesn't offend me. But the stupidity of some of the commercials, the ridiculousness of some of the things that they find important to advertise. To support. There was a commercial, Canadian commercial, for a well-known, um, this actually came up in a dinner conversation that I had with our live studio audience's aunt. Um, it is a Canadian commercial for a well-known clothing line, and he used the um, new mandate made, medically assisted suicide. <laughs> he used that in his commercial. Now, the woman that is speaking, she is telling her story as to why she chose that route, that she was fighting an inoperable disease, an incurable disease, 
that was going to rob her of her dignity, her body, and eventually her life. So she chose to go out on her own terms. It was a beautiful recounting from her on her journey and her choice. But where does that have anything to do with the new spring fashion line? Unless you're wearing hospital scrubs or funeral guard, I'm pretty sure neither one of those have anything in common. And I was offended at the fact that he would use something so serious, so intimate, so personal to sell clothes. That bothered me. It bothered me a lot. It bothered me so much that I'm actually voicing my opinion on my podcast. And you know I don't do that. Somebody's at the front door, apparently. Um, I don't voice my opinion usually, but that bothered me so much that I needed to share my opinion with you. Where is the inspiration to be better? To be good, to be healthier, more creative, happier. Where is that inspiration? Where are our Terry Foxes? Where are our Rosa Parks? Sojourner Truth, where? Somebody's still at the front door. Where are the people that do it just because they have to? They feel that drive, that need to do what they're doing. Terry Fox felt the need to run across the country to raise money for cancer research so that nobody else would have to go through what he went through. Nobody else would have to suffer like he watched the people in the hospital with him getting chemotherapy suffer. Rick Henson, he took his wheelchair and he pushed himself through 26 countries. No, 34 countries. Yeah, 34 countries. Um, so that people with disabilities would have more of an accessible world. He was the driving force behind wheelchair ramps. So where are those people? I want to see those people. I want to be inspired again. I want to read a feel-good story and want to run out and, and, and protest and raise money and do stuff. Run across the country. I can't run down the street, but you know what I mean. Where I want to be that again. And I'm not. I'm not. And I'm finding it very hard as an artist to find inspiration, to write. I can write my stories because I know where they're going. And I can be inspired by what I've previously written. But poetry? I'm not inspired. I'm not inspired 
in any way. I'm not inspired to write something painful. I'm not inspired to write something joyful. I'm not inspired to write something emotional because I'm not inspired. I want that inspiration. And I've looked. Trust me, I've looked. I scour TikTok. Yes, I know. Don't come at me. I scour Facebook reels and Instagram reels because that's where you find the real stuff. I don't scour the news channels because you're going to find the watered down stuff. You're going to find the dressed up stuff. You're going to find the stuff they want you to know. I want to be inspired by realness. Not pomp and ceremony. Not because it's good for my PR. I want to be inspired by something real, something tangible. Something that I can get behind and I can support. I mean, I'm I'm all about what's happening in Canada with the Indigenous. I support that fully. And I'm inspired by it. But there's not a lot that I can do as a white woman. For their community. I can support them. I can stand beside them. But I want to be inspired for something that I can do. That matters. Yes, that matters. Don't get me wrong. I did not say that that does not matter. I, I don't want the hate mail. Not on that. But you know what I'm saying. I want to be inspired. I want to see the Terry Foxes. I want to see the Abraham Lincolns. I want to see the Rick Henson's. And there aren't any anymore. I'm not seeing them. I'm not. I'm seeing the Justin Bieber's wanting to better themselves. And be a better person and clean up their act. Great. All right. Awesome. You're not an embarrassment to Canada anymore as much. Carry on. Celine Dion. Actually, yes. My live studio audience mentioned Celine Dion. I listened to a speech from her earlier today having to um, cancel most, if not all, of her 2023 and 2024 uh, tour because she has been diagnosed with a very rare disease uh, called stiff person disease? Stiff person disease. Or syndrome. Uh, or syndrome. Stiff person syndrome. And until I'd heard her speech, it was unbeknownst to me, I know somebody affected by this and listening to her talk kind of inspired me to want to research this more and see what therapies, what things can be done to help. Although there are about 17 other hurdles that have to be left over before you get to that point where help is accepted. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I felt semi-inspired. But then I was thinking, yes, you're talking about this wonderful team of doctors that you have. And you have this wonderful team of doctors because you have the money. What about the people that don't have the money? Or don't live in Canada or don't live in Ontario where there's OHIP. So you can have that wonderful team of doctors. So you see, now I'm kind of getting inspired 
to look into this and to try and raise awareness for this for those who don't have access to free health care. Because where are you going to get physiotherapy from a sports medicine therapist? That's where she's getting her physiotherapy from. That is not covered by OHIP. I can guarantee you. Not covered by OHIP. So, I guess what I'm saying is this this kind of took a, a left turn onto where I was going with this. This was all light and lovely and really great when I came up with the idea and I was inspired to do a podcast on inspiration and inspiring people. And then as I'm looking for inspiring people, it dawned on me that all of these people that I'm looking at, even the American list of inspiring people, top 10 most inspiring Americans, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James K. Polk, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, and the Wright Brothers. Pretty sure three out of those are, well, I know for a fact, three out of those are presidents. See, a lot of them were presidents. And the Wright Brothers invented flying. You go to the top 25, right off the bat, Ronald Reagan. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King. But none of these people are current. None of them. All of them are dead. <laughs> so where are our living, breathing inspirations? Where are those good people today? Where are they? We got people shaking their booty on TikTok that could be doing far more with their platform and their voice than singing WAP. I'm sorry, I hate that song. Drives me nuts. Anyway, I think I'm going to end here because this is not the direction I wanted it to go, but it was obviously the direction that it needed to go. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know that sometimes where I start out is not necessarily where I end. So I want to be inspired. Inspire me. Inspire me. <laughs> I want to be inspired to create a better world. You inspire me literarily. Wow, did I just make up that word? I just made up that word. But I used it in a sentence, and I'm pretty sure if I sat down and figured it out, I could spell it. And we all know, and I know my one listener will agree, if you can spell it, if you can use it in a sentence, and you can give a plausible definition for the word, it's a word. That's how words are created. So, yeah, I'm going to end it here because I'm inspired to. <laughs> And um, Amazon came, so I need to go and look at somebody's Christmas present and make sure that it is what I wanted and that it's going to work um, and hope. Anyway, okay, 
Uh, I will talk to you all next week. We are getting closer and closer to Christmas. <sighs> so I'm sure you're going to start hearing the stress in my voice or something. Um, Christmas baking is going to start probably uh, depending on what funds I have for groceries this week. Christmas baking will probably start next week. Um, definitely making Nanaimo bars because I want them. I miss them. And nobody in this house has ever had one. They don't even know what they are. And I have a recipe that I can make them with rolled oats instead of coconut because I'm allergic to coconut and it tastes the same. I've had them. They're great. So anyway, I'm going to end for this week. Remember, everybody, be kind. Be inspired or inspire somebody. Inspire a young person today. And don't lick shit. <coughs> don't lick shit. Choked on that one. All right, everybody. I will see you all. Talk to you all next week. See ya. Carry on my way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.